so much for being on the show. It's so good to have you guys here. Thanks so much for having us. It's very exciting. I know. So you're you're in a dressing room. So can you introduce yourselves and then just say where you are? So I'm Poppy J. I'm Rabina Pavani, and we are here in Soho Theatre in the dressing rooms, uh, rehearsing for our live show, Mama Told Me Not To Come. Uh, we have um, we have scripts and apples and raspberries, a bit of echinacea spray, which I really should take right now. They no, recommend that for the throat, apparently. That's what the professionals tell us. I can feel myself losing my voice. So we've been a very helpfully got this echinacea spray and but it's gross, isn't it? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like you, you know when you you know when your mum makes you take not cowpaw because you're too old for cowpaw now. And then you take that disgusting medicine, you're like, oh. <laughs> it tastes horrible. Well, there you go. Well, as long as you're prepared. So where you guys are, you're in Soho Theatre, you're starting and kicking off your tour, which is insane. So obviously, start us from the beginning. This was a podcast that was created by you guys for us brown girls to talk about. Well, I read somewhere it was about private parts and private conversations turned into a podcast? Well, I mean, it started about three years ago and um, beautifully, it was actually the, um, in, it was started by a brown guy, brown Bengali guy, it was his idea. So he, um, his mum is in her seventies and he just knew he was never going to get his mum to talk about her romantic relationships, how he'd, how she'd met his father. And he was like, you know, we need to pass the baton on to the next generation of women who can talk about sex and relationships openly and honestly. And then he sort of found us, put us together. And I had never met Rubina before, actually. We'd never, you know, we met we met on a BBC canteen and then off, off we went. Um, and it was a, a, a beautiful friendship that's now <laughs> developed. Um, and, and I think we always say this, like through, through the prism of sex, we talk about so much, you know, we talk about relationships sexuality our our relationship to ourselves our parents our family our identity I mean there's just so much that we cover so it's not just about sex it is so much more yeah definitely so obviously you're talking about topics you know um, I've seen some of the the titles are like sexual healing safe words none none likes to do it too you know sex (laughs) (laughs) where, where do you get your topics from where do the ideas come from well, in truth, they come from our lives. I mean, we're both women in our 30s who have been through various relationships, some longer term ones, some one night ones, some, you know, some complicated relationships with our parents as well, which kind of makes you think about your other relationships. So they're all stemming from real experiences. Like we're not um, sex educators in any way. You know, we don't, we don't claim to be experts, but we just feel like our experiences, we're quite happy to share them because we found that in doing so, we got a lot of great mm. responses from Asian women saying, I recognise that, I see that, and it feels so much more relatable when you have an Asian woman telling you that story as well. Yeah, 100%. So all these Asian girls, you know, they want to hear it, but, you know, obviously sex can kind of be off limits in certain families, you know, talking about, especially in my family, for example, I wouldn't sit there openly and talk to my mum and dad about it, for example, or when a sex yeah. comes on the TV, that's awkward. Completely. Change the channel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, so have, have, have people said, you know, they felt shame about it? Have they felt a bit awkward? You know, tell me about that. What have people said? You know, it's been kind of incredible because when we did this podcast, we really didn't think anyone would listen. So me and Rabina, um, we, we went really kind of overboard. We just <laughs> went a bit, you know, we said a bit too much. But we just opened up Pandora's box. Honestly, Ariana, it was incredible. Like women sliding into our DM saying, you know, I can look at, I can look my partner in the eye with no shame. You've put the fun back in sex again. You know, someone said to me, where were you when I was 16? And I said to her, where was I when I was 16? We didn't have anybody. Yeah. Um, so I really think we've created, I'd like to think that we've sort of created this conversation where women feel a bit more empowered, a bit more emboldened to just talk about sex, talk about relationships and not in that way that 
because you know let's face it we're asian um we we still kind of sex is still a taboo thing it's a huge stigma you're you're you know there's a deep sense of shame especially brown women talking about sex right so i think we've kind of given people a platform to kind of edge that little bit closer into just being a bit more open and you know we we're clowns. We try to be funny. Like, I just yeah. think if you put humour in things, it's fine. And we always say we're the most ridiculous, weirdest person in the room so that you can be who you want. Like, it's fine. Like, we've probably done some, like, really mad stuff that yeah. you could be really embarrassed about. And then you can be your true selves. Like, I think... Also, you, you know, you say this thing about we never really talk to our parents about sex and we can't really talk to them about it. And you're right. But actually, so much of the conversations you have with your parents when you're younger are kind of clouded within mm. sex. So things like them telling you what to wear or yes. who to go out with or who to see... You know, you don't see that under the sex planner, but it really yeah. is. Like, if they're saying cover up your uncle's coming home, mm. you know, what does that mean? What does that tell you about the way you see mm. your own body? You know, like, I think it's all in there. And sex is like a really interesting way. It's so fundamental to who we are as humans. Mm. And it's such a great way to understand each, each other and our relationships yeah. with each other. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's so complex, as you said, there's so many layers. And it's great that you guys are empowering women and other and maybe men to also like speak openly about sex. And so when you started this, were you guys nervous at all? I mean, I'll be honest with you, we were like embarrassed. I mean, because it's like sex, especially for us Asian, like if we were doing a podcast about accounting, my mom would listen to every single episode. <laughs> my mom doesn't even speak English. Okay. But she'd be like, oh, my daughter, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Sex is seen as this trashy, low class, low bar thing. Like other people do it. Why are you doing it? And your brown girls, why are mm. you doctors? You know? So, like, in all honesty, like, we weren't even sharing it on our Instagram. We were like, well, you know. We wore sunglasses in the thumbnails for the podcast because we were like, maybe no one will recognize us. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, there's no way. I'll just lie. We're, we're smart Asians. We're like, we're thinking ahead. We're like, well, obviously, this, this um, podcast is not going to be successful because Deborah Rabina's line, six girls in Bradford are going to listen to it. So, let's put sunglasses on it. And if, if an auntie or an uncle says, is that you? You're like, blame someone else yeah but honest to god like it has become a bit of a juggernaut and we had no idea like two brown women in soho theater in london yeah, on stage exactly. we're coming to southampton like we're on tour. Yeah, yeah, wait. we're coming to southampton on the 31st and like i had a bit of a pinch me moment on the opening night in soho because this is our uh, we had two preview nights here when i just looked out and i saw a sea of asian female faces and i was like our, 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 like our podcast brought them here like, it's just incredible yeah um so yeah it's you you're doing amazing things you know i heard about it a long time ago and it's it's amazing i'm so glad you're coming to southampton now you've mentioned it like tell us your tour dates you know tell us when you're going to be here and what can people expect when they get here is it that honest <laughs> um well i mean i mean we are pretty honest i think our podcast is way more i mean we, we, we reveal a lot more in our podcast but when you um have to transfer sort of speech into theater it's a very very different beast I yeah think. so i think like if people are listening and thinking okay i listen to the podcast and you know maybe i want to go see them do a live recording of it it's not a live recording we won't be sitting on stools doing a podcast, um, doing a podcast. it's going to be like nothing you'd possibly could even predict uh we took a lot of the interests that we had back in the 90s and also we loved goodness gracious me so we're doing some sketch there'll be some movement uh, there'll be a lot of chat there'll be a lot of like personal story mm. sharing and a lot of experimenting yeah. i think yeah it is it is our podcast on speed we're doing we're going it's very left field very experimental and i think what's what rubina and i love doing um other than making each other laugh she's funnier so she just makes me laugh um is do we do you know we like to push our boundaries and just see and we've got amazing theater directors sam and anisha we've got a whole team now so we have two works in progress dates in december where we're sort of like experimenting kind of trying to think about what the show would be 
And now there's a whole team. So you do feel this sense of like pressure because you want to do well for you and each other and your team. But um, it is an incredible experience. And where are you wanting this to go? Like, what are you, what are you expecting to do from this? The entire world. <laughs> world domination. Uh, no, I think we, I mean, we're like, you know, we're, we're Asian. So we're like hella ambitious. You know, we want like the Netflix special. We want the kind of the clout, the mansions. Yeah. You know, I want all the gold rings on each finger. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, you know, what we, what, what's the most important thing for us to get out of this? And it's, it's actually just been at the heart and the root of everything. Is we want British Asian women in mm. this country to feel like they can share their stories online. They can make content, they can be silly, they can be smart, they can do both. Mm. They can like sex and they can have a PhD, they can do both. British Asian women in this country have multiple identities Mm. and they can do it all if they wanted to. And we want to just be out there empowering all the women that we meet. Like it's so nice doing the show because at the end, there's all these British Asian women who come see the show and then they were like chatting to each other in the bar and they're just like hyping off each other. And like, Mm. I think traditionally we've been, South Asian cultures felt a bit like just like fractured because you whether you're Pakistani or you're Indian or you're Mm. Bangladeshi and it's always feeling like you need to like identify with the country Mm. that your parents are from but here in Britain we're all British Asians Mm. and I want to like kind of have a sense of unity so I think I'd really like like that out of it yeah and we we are different but there's a universal experience when you're Asian brown woman growing up in Britain it's a very specific experience and I think even though we're very two very different types of Muslims we're very different in personality what I find great when I'm in the bar like doing quick survey says and talking to everyone um all our stories are so relatable you know some women like you know Rubina's a mum now like I decided I don't want to have kids and so you know parts of our sketch parts of our chats some of the themes and subject areas that we cover speak to a lot of the women and I think also you know we we, we got some really incredible um messages and women just saying I've, I've you know I've not seen brown women on stage be so exposing and vulnerable and be so real because you, you see a whole raft of Asian men in comedy and that's great and it's incredible and I'm really really happy for them but you, you, you're not really seeing the women sort of representing not that I'm saying I necessarily want to take on that banner <laughs> or the pressure of that but it's just nice to see brown women on stage doing a live show talking about the one thing that is that you're not allowed to talk about and right? having fun I think that's one thing that you know we all as Asian women maybe just as like South Asians in general coming to this country you know we feel the pressure to like represent our parents and also we're building British Asian culture it's still quite new like mm. our parents are first generation they came here we're like the next gen we're mm. like creating what this could be and what I would love it to be is like more unified more like more representative more like smart more hyping each other yeah. up supporting each other because I do feel that there is a bit of a we are a little bit fractured and we are a little bit, you know, sizing each other up like, mm, your son's an accountant. Well, my son's a doctor. You know, it's all of that. And, and, and I know through our sort of generation, we're kind of shedding that image mm. and we are going into the creative industries and Asians can be cool. We are cool. We're cool. We're cool. We, were, we always talk about how like when, you, when we were young, like when you're a young uh, British Asian, you're always like, oh, Asians are so uncool, uncool man. man. I'm like, so like, uncool. I've got my I've got my braces. I'm yeah, so yeah. uncool. Got monobrow. Yeah, but, but I think the tide is changing, especially with the like the, the younger lot. They're just setting things smashing on fire, it, yeah. smashing it. So yeah, talking about the yeah. young have you heard back from any young, you know, young females that are looking at you and think, oh my goodness. Oh my God, we're really surprised by this, right? Because um, our podcast is on BBC Sounds and, and other platforms, it's a BBC Sounds podcast and they give us um, data. And we are like, is, is it the 18 to 25 um, age group of women? We're really, really popular. Um, and on my Instagram, I get all the data, like analysis. I love a bit of data. Mm. And like, and it's all from the podcast. Um, and the highest kind of group that I have uh, that have interested in our work 
is 18 to 35 year old women. Wow. So we're definitely, you know, we're covering a sort of a, a broad age range, but they, they, they like what we're saying it's because they understand it. They understand that experience. They're definitely making an impact, obviously, on the scene. And I, I personally think it's amazing what you guys are doing. And obviously, you're in Soho Theatre, you're going to Birmingham, Liverpool, Brighton, Nottingham, Leeds, South of Bristol. Mm-hmm. Leicester. And of course, you're coming to Southampton, my hometown, which I'm very excited about. Um, so can't are you going to be coming? I hopefully I am. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Front row seats. We'll be waving at you. Yeah. I'll be heckling you. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I'll be laughing most definitely because your personality is completely shine and um, you're obviously doing a great thing. You're changing the landscape for us brown women out there. And what's your like final message to people? Oh, interesting. I think if you if you listen to the podcast and if you haven't listened to the podcast, come anyway, because mm. what you're going to see and even if you're not Asian, come anyway, because if you have any interest in what's happening within the British Asian community, or even you just want to come and have a laugh, you want to come and see something silly, and you want to see two people who love each other and would like to just have a good time and will guarantee you a good time, come and see Brown Girls Do It Too live in yeah. Southampton, please. Yes, and how can people get tickets and where can they look look you up a bit more? So they can go to uh, com. Um, for all the tickets, um, all the all the theatres, and we can book tickets that way. It's super, super easy. And they can also follow us on um, our Instagram, at browngirlsdoit2. And my handle is J, and Rubina is Rubina Pabani. Thank you guys so much for being on. It's amazing. Southampton, 31st of October at the Master, the Mayflower Guys, if you're listening. So hopefully see you guys there. Great. Cool. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks for having us.